Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm BizTimes Associate Editor Arthur Thomas, and I'm joined on this week's episode by Editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, it happened. Bucks in six. They are NBA champions. How about that? Whoa, what a week. What a what an exciting time uh, for this community. Um yeah, and especially if you're a Bucks fan, a long-suffering Bucks fan like myself, it was uh, it was a thrill. It was an absolute thrill. I'm trying. I'm still trying to catch up on uh, sleep, but uh, it's been fun. Yeah, man. Didn't you know? It's hard to you know to think that was it ever going to happen. Um, you know, I can remember like the 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 shock of uh, of you know Ray Allen getting traded and you know, how close it was to the, you know, back in the 2000, what, 2001 Eastern Conference Finals, and Mm -hmm. then a whole lot of uh, bad to mediocre basketball after that. Um, But uh, it it happened. Things fell in place. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, 50 years is quite a long time to have, you know, something like this happen in in the community. And, um, yeah, it's a sports-crazed community, and... uh, you know, between the Bucks and the Brewers in Milwaukee, um, there's been many lean years or many just frustrating times when they've come just short. So, um, very exciting, and 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 the business implications uh, for all this are are many, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, of course we're we're a business magazine. We're not a, a sports publication. So let's talk about some of those business implications. Um, in your commentary, um, in our latest issue. Um, you kind of reflected on, on, you know, the work that went in to make the Deer District and the Pfizer Forum and keep the team here and all the things that happened in the early part, early to mid 2010s. Um, and you kind of ended it with this line, quote, it's amazing what can be accomplished when that, with that level of cooperation and teamwork. And it's a pity we can't solve other state and local problems the same way. Um, what, what are you getting at here with, with, with your latest commentary? So that's that was more about the political nature of you know what happened with the bucks and of course you know the you know milwaukee came very close to losing the bucks um you know before pfizer forum was built and when herb cole still owned the team you know i heard from sources and it was very clear that the nba had said to the leaders of the community both political and of the business community that you know you will lose Milwaukee will lose this NBA franchise if a new arena isn't built. And of course the big problem at the time was there was just no political will whatsoever for any sort of tax money to be used to build an arena. Um, to build what was then known as Miller Park was a brutally painful political experience and uh, a state senator, George P. Tech from Racine County, from Racine, lost his lost his job. He was voted out of office because he voted for that. And it was just a 0.1% sales tax increase for a five-county area. Well, you know, the Bucks at the time when we were hearing this, they were terrible. They were irrelevant. You know, the crowds were small. There was just very little interest, and there was just no political will Um to spend any tax money on arena in, in Milwaukee, but there certainly were people who realized what an incredible asset an NBA team is to a city and a state. 
And, um, you know, obviously Cole sold the team because he was simply ready to move on and pass it on. He made a condition of that sale to the new owners that they must keep the team in Milwaukee. Cole contributed, you know, I think it was a hundred million um, dollars towards the arena project. The, the, the current Bucks owners contributed, I guess it was another 150, 150 plus as it turned out. Um, but essentially it was like half the cost of the project. So, I mean, the deal that was worked out was a public private partnership and it was a, you know, the public component was state and local, uh, funds, um, city and County and convention center district. And and this was approved in in a bipartisan fashion, which is amazing in Madison because we don't see anything approved in a bipartisan way. And we rarely see, um, you know, state, state legislature, you know, pushing projects that are Milwaukee beneficial. Um, so how did this happen? I mean, is it just because it's a sports thing and everyone loves sports or, you know, I think there was a realization at the state level that there's a massive amount of income tax that the bucks are paying and other NBA players in fact pay when they play here, even though it's just briefly there's a lot of sales tax revenue that comes in that's generated from spending in and around the arena. So, you know, and, and some of that's local yet, but some of that is money that comes in from outside the state, um, which we certainly saw at the NBA finals. So <clears throat> what struck me was that here's this incredibly, here was a problem that was solved. And it's, it's turned out just wonderfully. When you look at the arena, you look at the Deer District and, and the Bucks success and what this did um, as economically, but also just the image for the city and the state, um, that happened because there was actually cooperation. There was cooperation between political parties. There was cooperation between state and local officials. There was cooperation between the private sector and the public sector. And you just think, if only we could marshal that kind of desire to put our heads together and solve problems and stop fighting, we could solve many other state and city issues perhaps yeah i mean it in probably in some ways benefits from the the looming prize at the end right i mean the the potential of an nba championship the potential of those scenes that we saw over the last you know month plus of you know thousands and thousands of fans gathered in the deer district i mean it's just hard to imagine what in the alternate universe where the Bradley center still stands and they, and they play in the Bradley center, you know, what that would have looked like, um, or if, you know, even would have been possible really. Um, but you know, that, that it's possible to, it is possible to work together and get things done. Uh, is definitely you know encouraging. I mean, what did you just make of just the sites, the, the sites of, of the thousands of people relatively safe, it seems, I mean, there's certainly some incidents. There was a couple of, of shootings, it sounds like, on, on Water Street kind of after the final, after game six. But, I mean, with considering the number of people, um, worked out relatively safely. Um, and just, I guess, your thoughts on, on those scenes and, and what we saw over the last month with all the gathering. Well, you know, I was watching the game six. I went down for game five with my son. So I took that in in person in the Deer District and it was amazing. Um, was watching game six on TV at my home with my wife and my wife was looking at it and she just, you know, that massive number of people, just massive. 
And it just, you know, it's like, it doesn't look like Milwaukee. It looks like some, you know, huge, massive city somewhere else. It doesn't look like a small market. It looks like a pretty big market. There's an awful lot of people, mass, massive sea of humanity. So I just think the whole thing, you know, and we get back to the business benefit. I mean, obviously, there's the obvious, the hotels and the bars and restaurants doing well because people are coming downtown again and after a pandemic year and, so all that's obvious and all that's great. But what struck me when you're asking about the scene is the massive commercial it is just for Milwaukee. And, you know, here we are. Yes, we're a small market in the Midwest. You know, we're all, you know, there are people on the coast that don't know where Milwaukee is. And, you know, it's here we are. We're, we're in flyover country and we're a small market. And, you know, I think the ability of the, to use this the national and international exposure Milwaukee got from this as being a cool, exciting place where a cool, exciting thing can happen. That yeah, we actually are a big city. We actually are a legit big time city. And, you know, I just think the, the ability to build Milwaukee's brand as this is a place that you may be interested in living or working or playing in. And if you haven't been here, and you have never considered Milwaukee as a place that you would want to live, work, and play in, hey, maybe you will now. Maybe you're curious. Maybe you're going to check it out. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's a massive commercial in that respect. The other thing that's interesting, of course, is to me, again, the incredible success of the Deer District as a concept. I think it's, you know, those, those scenes, it's, uh, you know, all those people, that's beyond what they could have imagined. And, but there's so much left to do with the deer district. There's so much land, part of it enabled them to have those huge crowds that there's still undeveloped land over there. But I mean, the bucks are developing, are going to develop that land. And now the deer district is a place that everyone's heard of. I mean, people nationally, internationally have heard of this place, the deer district. And so when the bucks are going to market it as a place to, you know, attract development, whether it's hotels, whether it's retail, whether it's office tenants or apartment developments, it's got to be much, much easier now for them to say, hey, you know, the, the exciting deer district that everyone saw on TV in the NBA finals. How about, uh, you know, you interested in doing a deal there? I, I got to believe it, it makes their marketing of it much, much easier. Yeah, much easier, but there's, you know, still the work to be done and make it make it reality. There's work for, you know, visit Milwaukee and, and uh, other folks that market the city to, you know, to actually capitalize on it now. So you got the exposure. Now you have to go and capitalize it. You have to take advantage of it. Um, yeah. yeah. They have to leverage it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You talk about that, that scene um, and kind of how it felt like it being a big city. I think Meredith Meyer um, actually mentioned that in her, her cover story that would be back in, was it 2019? that was kind of all about, uh, you know, Pfizer Forum bringing Milwaukee together. Um, even back then when we had the, you know, Eastern Conference final scenes and it, that felt bigger than, than normal. Yeah. Um, another story that we had that, that touches on some of these same top topics, our real estate reporter, Alex Zank, actually tweeted this out. Um, he wrote back in May about the, uh, the Brewers and the, the site that is or soon will be vacated by Komatsu, formerly the Joy Global um, P&H uh, manufacturing campus, just 
south of, of uh, American Family Field. I'll get it. I'll get used to saying that eventually. Um, the the former you know Joy Global site um, and what that could be. You know, could that be some kind of mixed use entertainment block development um, in the future? What are your thoughts there? Do you think uh, you think the Bucks? You know, Bucks and Six or the Brewers next? Um, I, I think I think this point is fascinating. So, and I've written about this myself, um, you know, in, in, in commentaries one, once or twice in, in, in years past. And, you know, the Brewers have never said anything about this. I've never gotten them to respond to a request for comment about it. But this, this idea of sports venues being anchors of big mixed-use developments is a growing trend. Um, the New England Patriots did this with when they built their stadium. They created a thing called Patriots Place. Um, the Atlanta Braves, you know, they they ditched their they ditched Turner Field after 20 years, and you know one of the reasons was they wanted to do a new stadium with a whole bunch of development around it. They put in sort of suburban Atlanta a brand new stadium, and there's all kinds of mixed use development around it. And, you know, I think pretty sure the Dallas Cowboys with and, and the Texas Rangers have their new stadium. I think they're on the same site in Arlington, Texas, and have that's a similar scheme they have going on there. And, and there, there are a number of others. Yeah. But, um, you know, it used to be teams had stadiums and they were just seats and people sat and watched. And then over the years, the stadiums became more elaborate with more amenities to obviously generate more revenue. It just keeps evolving and it's evolved to the point that now teams have stadiums as part of development districts and all, all that ancillary things around the venue also brings in revenue for the team. So, you know, that's what the Bucks are doing with the Deer District. And it's really only begun because there's a lot of land around there. They're still going to develop the Packers, although it's a different model. It's also similar that the Packers, um, you know, the title town district. And a lot of that is public park space, but they're also putting up, they're putting up a lot of housing. They've got, uh, there's a hotel there, there's a restaurant there, there's office space, there's, um, there's a lot of housing going up over there. In fact, right now, so the Packers have done this, the Bucks have done this, many other uh, sports teams are doing this. What about the Brewers? I mean, I, I, I gotta believe the Brewers are not just sitting there and ignoring all of this. That they have to be thinking about this as a possibility, and they have a massive amount of real estate around American Family Field. And of course, the brewers have always valued their parking, partially because tailgating is such a big tradition going to brewer games and because their fan base, you know, is used to being able to drive right off the freeway and park in a very easy kind of in and out, relatively easy. But you do wonder, would the brewers consider at least maybe developing some obviously they, they need most of that parking still but maybe some of it they would use for some kind of development district and you mentioned joy global aka komatsu their site being soon to be vacated as they build a new facility in milwaukee's harbor district that's right there adjacent to the the the, the stadium site and you know i when I uh, wrote about this, kind of my opinion, a few years ago, I, I put an, this idea out there. There's, if you look at 
the stadium freeway and the river and the Menominee River runs through there. To me, that would kind of be the spot. I mean, it's parking, but that would be the spot to me to create a development district and then that could connect to the current Komatsu site. Um, I know there's been some who have suggested the stadium freeway ought to be torn down and converted into more of a boulevard, kind of similar to what the Park East freeway was done. And of course, the Park East freeway is where, you know, the Deer District is. So there's interesting comparisons, but whether you'd made any change to the freeway or not, in my opinion, that area between the river and that stadium freeway plus the Komatsu site is very, very interesting potential. And, you know, with, with the Komatsu site, it's going to be opened up and, you know, village of West Milwaukee is seeking some kind of development there. I don't know who would come in and do something, but, you know, and there's obviously many developers who could do a project there, but it's hard to believe you would just not somehow incorporate the brewers and the proximity to, to their stadium into the whole, the whole idea. Yeah. Nothing says you have to replicate the deer district or replicate title town. Um, but that there'd be some kind of connection, maybe it connects to some of the work that's been done in the Menominee Valley, you know, with the Hank Aaron trail and some of the recreational opportunities that are there and different things. I mean, you know, there's probably someone more imaginative than me that can come up with an interesting idea. So it doesn't have to be, you know, a one for one replication of the deer district and that kind of entertainment. Um, it can, you know, more fit where it's located, but something you'd think to make that connection would be cool. I, I would think so because um, I don't think it would replicate the deer district because it's got to be sort of its own thing, but I think it would be, you know, baseball themed and you would think, you know, okay, lots of people like to go tailgate before the Brewer games, but not necessarily everyone wants to do that. And there's obviously, you know, a, a very strong, you know, Blue Mound Road, you know, bar scene up there, you know, for pregame brewer activity. But hey, I'm sure the brewers would love to have their own bars that people might want or rest and restaurants that people would go to before and after games. And why not, you know, why not put your own hotel right next to the stadium and even residential or office? I mean, Okay, residential and office, there's a lot of that downtown, but not everyone wants to be downtown. Um, but, you know, and Miller or the American Family Field is <laughs> not suburban, but it's also not downtown. And it might appeal to people who want to live close to the action, but maybe they don't quite want to be downtown. I think there could be a niche there for something, you know, carry on a, a, a baseball theme and a mixed use attractive development. I think it's an interesting possibility and considering the trend, like I said, the trend of sports teams around the country doing this more and more and more, and especially in a small market where you have to capitalize on every single revenue opportunity that you can. Um, I, I, I just imagine the brewers, God, they gotta be thinking about this. You just would think so. Yep. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, your commentary and uh, Alex's story about um, the Komatsu site and, and actually Meredith's cover as well, um, all stories that are available to BizTimes insiders. Um, we'll link to them in the show notes for this episode. Um, if you're already an insider, we really appreciate the support. It helps make our work possible. Um, if you're not an insider yet, um, please join us, biztimes.com. Um, you can find out how to subscribe there. 
Um, it's easy to do, $8 a month, um, and lots and lots of great stories and content available um, on Southeastern Wisconsin business. So Andrew, thanks for, uh, for joining me. Talk a little bit of bucks, talk to some brewers. Um, good way to end the week. You bet.